Today I have the great privilege of continuing a series that begun this past weekend. Pastor Jim began a series entitled Surge. And a surge is a sudden, powerful, and forward and upward movement. And God wants to take us on a surge journey. Now many of you may may connect with the word surge because many of you in your home, you have a surge protector. And a surge protector is there to protect your valuable digital equipment from a sudden power surge. And I became intimately aware of what a power surge was right around four or five years old. Uh, yes, it's, it's courtesy of my older brother. Now, my brother, he took, he took the liberty of teaching me some things. And so what he said is, Jonathan, if you cross your fingers and you touch a light socket, you won't get shocked. And I said, bro, come on. You know, this is not true. No, no, no. And so what he did is he crossed his finger, he touched the light socket, and nothing happened. And he said, you go ahead and try. And so what I did is I went ahead and I crossed my fingers, and I touched the light socket, and nothing happened. And he said, see, when you cross your fingers, you don't get shocked. And then he said, to prove it to you, here's a paper clip. Yes. And I said, okay. And I crossed my finger and I stuck the paper clip in the light socket and I experienced a surge. I experienced a sudden, powerful, and forward and upward movement. Now, in life, we don't want to experience a power surge. But spiritually, God invites us to experience a spiritual power surge. And today, I have the great privilege of leading us in a message that I've entitled, Energy Source. Energy Source. So I want to invite you to join me in Psalm 100. This is a psalm that we find. It's about two-thirds of the way through psalms. And I'd invite you to open up your Westover app. We have the notes there available for you. You can follow along with us. But before we get into the text, I want to set the scene a little bit for you about what this, what this psalm is all about. And if you notice between the words Psalm 100 and the first verse, there's called a superscription. And not all of the psalms have it, but this psalm and specifically has the superscription. And it says, a psalm for giving grateful praise. Now, a psalm, I'll just explain to you, it's a spiritual song. It's a spiritual song. So this is a spiritual song for giving grateful praise. And I'm going to share with you in just a moment as we read through the passage why some scholars believe that this was written by King David. There's some context clues that tell us that King David was the author of this, of this psalm. It's also one of those psalms that was intended to be sung as people went to the house of God. This was a song that, we're, that, the, that the children of Israel were intended to sing as they went to worship God at the temple or even back during the tabernacle times. So let's, I want to invite you to join me in verse 1, and we're going to read together. It says, Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pastor. Enter His, enter his gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I want to share with you how we can cultivate grateful praise. 
I want to share with you three ways that we can develop grateful praise. And the first one is this, is to listen up. Some of us in our spiritual, gen- uh, in our spiritual journey, we forget to listen up. But verse 3 tells us, it says this, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Now King David understood something. Not only was he a songwriter, but he was also a shepherd. And there's one thing that he knew about sheep. He knew that sheep needed a shepherd. And he realized that God is the good shepherd. And all of us, we are like sheep. I'm not calling you sheep, okay? But we are like sheep and we need a shepherd. And the reason why sheep need a shepherd is because they have eyes on the side of their head and they have no depth perception. They can't see what's right in front of them. And because of the eyes are on the side of their head, they get spooked easily. Things around them spook them. But one of the things that's a benefit to a sheep is that they have great hearing. They're able to hear. And so with that in mind, I want you to take a look. John 20, 10, 27 says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. God wants us to listen up. He wants us to hear his voice. Oftentimes, situations happen, and we don't understand. There are things right in front of us, but because we're unable to have depth perception, we often get discouraged. And we get doubt in our own mind. We often wonder, why did we get laid off? Or why did someone get promoted ahead of us? Or why did someone get sick in our family? Or why did someone suddenly pass away? We often don't understand what happens because we can't seem to see what's right in front of us. What I've discovered is this, is that worship helps us hear God's heart even when we can't see His plan. Worship connects us to the heart of God because often we can't see what's right in front of us. We don't have the benefit of seeing the reason why these things occur. But worship attunes us to the, to the mouth and to the words of God who's there to encourage us. And verse 3, just to unpack it a little bit more, 
It shares with us a couple things that are very important. Number one is that we need to know that He is the Lord. He is the Lord. Regardless of the circumstances that you're encountering today, He is the Lord. That means He's in charge of everything. He is in charge of everything. You may encounter the brokenness of the world and people doing mean things to you. And you may be encountering sickness or disease. That's a product of the broken world that we live in. But God is still good. God is still good. And He still is the Lord. And also, the verse tells us that He made us. And if He created us, He created us with a purpose and for a purpose. And so if you find yourself here today or online and you feel like you don't have a purpose, I want to remind you to listen to the voice of God because what He's saying to us is, I have a plan. I have a purpose for you. I want you to discover what that is. And all you need to do is listen up. But the best part about it is this, is that He says that He chooses us. In fact, He says this three different ways. He says that we are His, we are His people, and we are the sheep of His pasture. Now, when we see in Scripture... Him say it once, it's important. If God says something twice, it's pretty important. And if God says it three times, it's paramount. And what God is saying to us is this, is if we're willing to accept Him, if we're willing to embrace Him and say, I'm willing to be part of your family, we are His. You and I, we belong to Him. And I think that's something that's deserving of God's praise. He is doing great things and all we have to do is listen up. But God doesn't stop there. He actually invites us to take another step. The second step is is to get in the gate. Get in the gate. Verse four says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and give thanks to him. Now in ancient times, I wanna help you understand this a little bit, is as people went to the temple, as they went to the temple, They had to pass through a gate. They had to cross a threshold to step into God's house. And what the psalmist is telling us is that as we come into God's house, or as we come into God's presence, wherever we are, that we should come in with thanksgiving. Gratitude is the thing that helps us cross the threshold. Now I'll tell you this, there are moments, and I'm a pastor and some of you may be saying, yeah, he's a professional Christian. Um, But the reality is, is that sometimes when I come into service, I'm distracted. I'm distracted by the day. And I'm always thinking about what's next. What's the next phone call I have to make? The next email I have to send? The next person I have to follow up? The next project I have to advance? I'm thinking about next, 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 next. Maybe, maybe you don't struggle with that, but I do. Often I find that happens. But next never gets me in the gate. It never gets me in the gate. But the one thing that always gets me in the gate is gratitude. Gratitude always gets me in the gate because gratitude is the gateway to God. If you're wanting to get access to God, give thanks unto Him. We have a lot to give thanks unto Him for. We we have a lot we can be grateful for, for our family and for our spouse and for our job and for, for the fact that we're able to be in His house or if you're watching online, that you can watch online. And if you can't seem to find anything to be grateful for, I want you to know that breathing is something to be grateful for. Breathing is a blessing. And if you're breathing, guess what? That's something we can be grateful for. Because as long as we have breath, the Bible says that we can praise the Lord. It says, everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. And we have a reason as we step into God's presence to express gratitude unto Him. Gratitude gets us into the gate. But also gratitude changes our focus. Often we are so focused on ourselves 
and our challenges and our struggles. But gratitude, what it does is it shifts the perspective from me and he becomes the focus. God wants us to shift from a me focus to where he is the focus because he is greater than me. He is greater than you and I. And when we're able to express gratitude unto him, it shifts our focus. It allows us to focus on him. It allows us to enter into his presence and experience the fullness of his presence because we're not focusing on what's right in front of us. Church, I want you to get in the gate, cross the threshold, step into his presence because inside the gate is where his protection and his provision are. Sheep are protected when they're in the gate. And some of us were outside the gate. And God wants us to step back into the gate where we can experience his power and his provision and his presence. But it doesn't stop there. God wants us to take another step with him. And that's to get closer. To get closer. Verses 1 and 2 and 4 say this. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his courts with praise and praise his name. Now last year, a friend of ours, my wife and I, gave us tickets to a Spurs game. And he gave us a parking pass, so we drove to the AT&T Center. We got down. We were excited. We walked in, and we had never been to those seats before, so we asked the attendant. We said, where are our seats? And they said something that I've only heard one time before, and this is what they said. Your seats are down there. (laughs) Most of the time, when they say that, they're saying, your seats are way up there. And I will tell you, I have intimate knowledge of the rafters at the AT&T Center. I've sat all the way at the top. In fact, one time we went to a game, and this is an aside, went to the game, and my back was up against the building. I was closer to the rafters than I was to the game. But not this time. This time, every time I went to an attendant, they said, your seats are down there. Your seats are down there. And can I tell you, I don't care what anybody tells you, but courtside seats are better, okay? You're closer. I don't want to pay for them, but they're closer. And so courtside got me closer. And as I was there, I got to, we got there a little bit early, and I was able to see uh, Manu, and I was able to see Paul Gasol, and I was able to see Tony Parker. But the best part was I got to see David Robinson. David Robinson was sitting courtside, but he was much closer than I was. I was about 10, 10 rows back. And although my courtside seats didn't give me access, they got me closer. And what I want you to know is that God is inviting us courtside with him. And even though my seats did not afford me the opportunity to meet my childhood hero, David Robinson, we don't have that same struggle with our Lord and Savior because we have direct access to him. We can get courtside with him. And I will tell you, as we enter his courts with praise, it draws us closer to who he is. He draws us closer. We get to experience his presence. We get to experience his power. Verse 2 says, come before him with joyful songs. There's no barrier today for us to get closer to God. I've discovered this, that gratitude is when we thank him for what he's done. But praise is how we thank him for who he is. We enter 
into his presence, thanking him for what he's done for us, the way he's blessed us. But we give him praise for the way he's been in our life. Verse 5 says this very clearly. It says, For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We can thank him for being good. We can thank him for being loving because his love endures forever. We can thank him for being faithful because he's faithful to all generations. He is holy. He is worthy. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our comforter. He's our strength. He's our friend. He's our advocate. And we can give him praise because of who he is. And he's inviting us to get closer, church. We need to step courtside with him. We need to be willing to come closer to him. We need to take steps closer and enter his courts with praise. And in just a moment, the worship team is going to come and they're going to lead us. They're going to lead us in a song and you're going to be invited to get closer to him. God wants you to draw closer to him. And as I close, what I want you to do is I want you to stand with me. I want you to stand with me. And as I was preparing this message, what was really stirring in my heart was this, is that this appeal, this altar moment, this sacred moment with the Lord is for two types of people. The first is for those of you who are outside the gate and life has beat you up and life has kicked you around and you're struggling. And for whatever reason, you're hesitant to get in the gate because you feel like life has disqualified you. You feel like the situations and the struggles that you have prevent you from crossing the threshold. I want to give you some good news today, church, is that you are not disqualified. In Matthew 18, verses 12 and 14, Jesus tells a story of a shepherd. He loses one sheep. And what he does is he leaves the 99 to go after the one. And this is what Jesus said. In the same way your father in heaven is not willing that any one of these little ones should perish. He doesn't want you to perish. He wants you to get in the gate. He wants you to take a step forward. He wants you to discover all of who God is. And then there's some of you who are in the gate. You've taken the courage to get in the gate. And God is saying, come closer. Come closer. Experience my presence and my power. Experience everything that I have for you. Get closer. We can always get closer to the shepherd. He loves us. He has a plan for us. And so at this time, I want to invite you to come. Don't hesitate. Come forward. If that describes you, if you feel like you're on the outside looking in, come forward. And if you feel like you want to take a next step with the Lord, I want you to come forward. Don't delay. There's people around you. It doesn't matter. Run to the shepherd, just like the sheep did. Run to the shepherd. God loves you. He wants you to discover who he is. He wants to connect with you. He wants to give you his presence and his power. He wants to give you peace. He wants to give you everything that he has because he loves you. And he wants to connect with you. Let's connect with the good shepherd who is our source and our supply. Let's do a church.
treasure for the traitor. No ear had heard, no eye had seen the image of the Father until heaven came to live with me.
of your presence and your power and that God you would reassure them that they are the sheep of your pasture and that you are their source and their supply and that you're going to supply all their needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus that you're going to give them everything that they need provision and protection and your peace but most importantly your presence we crave your presence today Lord and God we worship you because you and you alone deserve our praise We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 